This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Full show for you tonight. Lots of stories, lots of phone calls, and we have company. Gordon and I can't wait to get going. Let's go to work. 1-800-919-3776. You know the number. That's the number to join our conversation here on ESPN New York tonight. Also, hit us up on X, formerly Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. The boys are back together again. Gordon Harvey and Joe ride until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon. Larry Hardesty, how are we feeling tonight, my friend? I'm feeling great. How are you? Uh, I've been better. I've been. What's I've been wrong? Nah, whoa, been whoa, whoa, whoa! I was whoa. floating to the guy, the to the guys, uh, until at least Harvey leaves us with whatever Joe used to have. Um, that maybe we should have like a new regular segment that I just have like a solid minute. You you start the clock, and I just get to rant about the loser football team that I root for. Just just a bunch of losers. Bunch, bunch of clowns, and I, and then I just get it off my chest. It's just one full sw- rather than ruining the show periodically throughout in little dribs and drabs. Maybe ruin it altogether every night. Uh, ruin it. I, no one, just for one sixty-second block. I just ruin that one sixty-second block, and then all okay. the other segments of the show, the other three hours, are untouched. Okay. I like quarantine it into one segment. Okay. Much like Harvey probably should be quarantining right now. All right. So. All right, so you know what? Um, that sounds maybe like the ten a o'clock hour. Oh, 10 o'clock hour. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because or maybe was, later. It's up to you. What you? you I, we'll, we'll decide. No, we'll, I was we'll going to. You know, I, was, I mean, I don't want to derail the show before it begins. No, considering what happened with the defensive coordinator, I thought you wanted to talk about that right now. No. Well, I mean, if you want to, I feel like I should save it for, rather than have it infiltrate all the segments of the show because I'm just yes. miserable. Yes. But was that is that what made you? Oh yeah, I or mean, is it's, it just it's or is it just like everything? Is it it's just disgusting? Like- no, it's just it's just you know when you're you can feel the the rage. I don't know, maybe not you, Larry, because you're such a calm and understanding person. Mm-hmm. You're like the station's Buddha. You're just uh, mm-hmm. you're just it, it, the presence and the and the, the patience and all this type of thing. But for a lot of us, at least for me, I don't get angry in one fell swoop. It's like a volcano. It slowly oh. builds. It slowly builds. And then You're there's dangerous. some event that happens that just makes it explode, erupt. And, and nobody would know what it was. No. It and just a lot happens. Of times, and a lot of times volcanoes, they're going to erupt. We don't even know it. That's right. And then all of a sudden, there's just it doesn't even seem like that big of an event. But that's enough to push it over the top. All right, I know so, this from my third grade science fair. All right. So, Harvey, Joe, have you seen Are there things now that you've been working with us for a minute? Are there, are there signs that you can see that something may be bubbling with Gordon that we should, you know, issue an alert? You know, like like in Star Trek, they would have a, a clear the bridge, you know, that sort of thing. Have, now that you've been with us over a year, have you seen some things that would give you cause for pause? No, nah, Gordon's cool as a cucumber. What do you mean? He's, he's fine. Okay. That's not good because he. Didn't that, that, that's what they say right before the guy goes that, not goes postal, right? No, he was yeah. such a quiet guy. He was fine. Exactly. I what, didn't see any signs of this. Is is that Bailey wire? He's rolling out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Joe. Let me ask you, Joe. Have you seen anything from Gordon on those moments when you can tell he's, you know, a little bothered, that that would give you a sign like, uh oh, we this could be one of those nights. Uh, just you know, 
don't mention anything about Joey Gallo or Josh Donaldson or, uh, you know, anything to do with the Dolphins. Stephen Ross can't uh, – is that his name, Stephen Ross? Stephen Ross, yep. He can't, he can't pass away soon enough. He's 83, <laughs> Larry. That's the one silver lining I have. He's 83. So, so Joe, can't you're telling me – Thank so God. <laughs> so you're telling me there's triggers. That's what you're saying. There's a few. There, 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 are, there are mind – there are mines. This is a minefield, but it's very few and far between. Okay. Right. I'll just save this for, yes. for later, whenever mm-hmm. we do do it, if we do it mm-hmm. tonight or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was one angle of the story today that if it plays out this way, Larry, I'm out. Oh, here is the I'm one out way. forever. How about I am that? out forever. I will, I will put my hand on a stack of Bibles. I will... Uh, Prick the finger and uh, give you the little bit of the blood. We'll, we'll light the, the, what was it, the Saints card and rub it in your head. Whatever, the, whatever mm-hmm. it has to be done. Mm-hmm. If this plays out this way, I am out 100% out. Okay. For, 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 for now and for always. Forever. 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 Wow. For the rest of my, my natural born life, I will be out. So this is the one thing. Mm-hmm. That is non-negotiable. Done. This is this is yeah. the final straw. This is I, now. Look, I don't think this is going to happen. But if it did happen, it was mentioned by I don't even remember who, but mm-hmm. it was mentioned on Twitter. So you have to take anything there with a grain of salt. Usually, although there's a lot of people in the broadcasting business, they just grab whatever they see on Twitter and go with it like it's gospel. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I'd be a lot no, more no, high no, profile. No, 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 no. I like working with you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but if this were to play out, uh huh. Oh my God, this would be. This would be a disaster. Hmm. Although I get my Sundays back, I get I I, I could just be like you, an NFL kind of free agent. You oh, just, it's you're great. just able to just enjoy the sport for what it is. You don't have a rooting interest. Nope, There's no downside care. to that. Nope. Nope. I watch Red Zone. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Watch the little Reds. Watch the little Jets. Feel right. sorry for Jet fans. Watch the little Giants. Feel sorry for Giant fans. But for me, I'm I'm good. Right. I just watch football. All I do is watch football. 16 games, Gordon, I'm good. 17 games, I'm good. I just watch 18 when they come, I'm great. Yep, whenever that happens, that's coming down the pike. Uh, yeah, very pike, soon. Uh, Peacock needs programming. Uh, they do now because yep. Netflix has wrestling. So Yeah, yeah wow. Huh? How about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Peter Rosenberg talked about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Because I know you're, you're a wrestling guy like I was back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. So, no. you, know. you know, but I always appreciate the – like, I don't watch it anymore, but mm-hmm. I always appreciate the the business of it, the, the yes. work that goes into it. Yes. Uh, it's fascinating to me. It is. It is. And now we talk about choreography, like, on stage for dancing mm-hmm. and singing. Whatnot. Their right. choreography is outstanding. Oh, my God. I mean, and one – and they're like the flying Willendas. One wrong move, and you could be injured forever. Oh, no question. You and, know, one wrong there move. There is no off season, right? There's no. Just, it's, it's, no, it just stop rolling. to that stop to this it stop to that rolling. stop. Yeah. It just keeps rolling. That's right. Well, Gordon, I have a couple of things I want to chat with you about yeah, on Top Stories tonight. Remember, Herm Edwards, who joined us at the bottom of the hour here on ESPN New York tonight. Well, it's the top story. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, uh, Gordon, I think Joe feels like you. This has been a rough couple of days for Joe Leo. 
How so? N- Nets blow another lead last night. Oh, well, that's nothing new there. I mean, he has to be okay. kind of numb to that by now. Yeah, but you always hope for change. You don't expect it every no, night it's going to be that be, way. You it's not, but cha- You know, the change in team sense, especially with the Nets and no draft picks, it's like glacial change. It's like you can't really see it with the naked eye. You need, like, one of those speed-up cameras. Like, it, ha- it happens like <laughs> photosynthesis. Uh-huh. Like, it takes a long time for it to kind of draw out. And then you speed it up, and then, oh, yeah, you look at it. The leaves are growing. Yeah, exactly. So he had that. And then, and this is the thing here. It's kind of similar to what you're saying because he knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. He just didn't know when. He knew it was coming. The announcement that Jim Harbaugh is leaving the Michigan Wolverines to accept the head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers, according to Shefty, made that official today. The AFC is very quickly becoming the haves and the have-nots. Yes, it is. Uh, the quarterbacks, you have Mahomes, you have Lamar, you have Burrow, you have Allen. Now you probably have C.J. Stroud. I'm probably yeah. forgetting one or two there along the way. Yeah. The coaches, you got Reed. You got the two Harbaugh's. You got Zach yeah. Taylor. I, I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's uh, it's it's the have and have nots. And if I didn't if I didn't mention somebody associated with your team, you're a little you screwed. <laughs> you, yes, you you know it's very clear what what column you are falling into it's gonna be interesting that's all i got to say it's gonna be interesting Vic fangio out is the defensive coordinator of the miami dolphins who announced wednesday they have mutually agreed to part ways with the veteran assistant coach after one season he is now according to shefty and jeremy fowler gordon the top target for the philadelphia eagles vacant defensive coordinator position which is not making harvey very happy well, he, he, when the Dolphins, I don't know a lot of people were surprised by this. It really shouldn't be all that surprising because when he signed there last year, they had to wine and dine him. And it was pretty clear he wanted to go someplace else, but there wasn't really any options available. And the Dolphins made him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the sport. And yet still, he wanted to get out of there as fast. As soon as there was another option available, he took that other option. When you root, if you don't know whether or not your team is a loser team, mm-hmm. when coaches of good qualified coaches who have other options, yes. right? Not somebody who's getting their first crack or somebody who doesn't have any other place to go, but when coaches have other options and they take those other options as opposed to you, it's not good. That's, that's, not, a, that's not a good sign. Not good at all. Not good at all. Nick Sirianni suggested a shift is coming to the offensive coaching structure, Gordon, following a late-season co- collapse, and that he enters his fourth season as Eagles head coach with, quoting him, the mindset of having to reprove himself, end of quote. He sounds like he's the guy down in Dallas. He, he sounds does. like uh, he's going to be entering the season on the hot seat, and when we get through uh, week one, if the Eagles don't, I don't know who they'll play, but if they were to lose week one for whatever, is this person already on the hot seat? You can already see those TV segments being lined up now. No question about it. Joe Barry, this Packers defensive coordinator, the move came two days after Matt LaFleur declined to comment on Barry's job status. That might have been a clue. Barry could still remain on the Packers staff in some capacity, a possibility that's being discussed, according to Shefty. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this is the time of change. This is the time where even good teams like the Packers start making their changes. There's always ways to improve, and they're looking mm-hmm. to make those improvements. Their defense was disappointing during the regular season. It showed some signs of life. Thought maybe that might uh, get him some uh, extra time, but now he's out on the uh, coaching market. A, a lot of teams looking for coordinators right now. 
how come offensive head coaches get rid of the defensive coordinators when things don't go right? <laughs> well, clearly it's their fault, right? You know what? It flows downhill, Larry. No, it wasn't the play call. No, we call all great plays. It yeah, all worked. No, all not. worked. Titans promote Rand, uh, Rand Carthon, Chad Brinker, and hire Brian Callahan. Carthon now becomes executive vice president general manager. Brinker has been promoted to president of football operations, and Callahan has been hired to be the head coach. Coach, so the Titans, they're all set and ready to go. Gordon Damer, ready to go. Yeah, I think the Titans, if you look at the landscape of the AFC next year, I think there's a very good chance that the Titans are one of those teams that's picking at the top five. Yeah. Feels like they're going the other way, so to speak. Yeah, no question about it. Those are some of the stories we'll chat about inside this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's go to the phones. Do it early do this it. evening. Artie's in Brooklyn. Artie, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. So so now the Chargers got better. Yes. Now I'm thinking about it. And I'm saying, like, who's going to have a bigger impact next year? Would it be Rodgers or would it be Harbaugh? Well, I would think it would probably be Rodgers. Uh, you better hope it's Rodgers. I would think the coaching is going to make a, a certain change, but I, I'll be honest with you. I don't look at the Chargers as being like this ready-made contender that just needs some coach. I think that they kind of have to – they got to remake their offensive line. They're, they're receivers. They get no separation whatsoever. I think they're lacking weapons. I think the running back has gotten old and has kind of lost a step as well. They got the quarterback. Their defense is atrocious, so they'll be better – um, but I think that the greater improvement or the bigger impact next year for me would be Rodgers. And I was I was thinking also this, okay? Like, I know Harburg wasn't coming here, right? Belichick's not coming here. But Rabel, when he, got, when he gets fired, right? Do you, like, what's the process? Do you make, can you make a call to Rabel and say, are you interested? Or does he say, dude, you got a coach? Do you have to fire Salad before you could go after Rabel? Or do you get, like, people, like, in his ear? How does that work? Like, is there a code of ethics where you got to fire the guy before you find out if he's interested? Uh, Artie, I think it depends on the individual. Thanks for the phone call. There's some – I know Jeff Van Gundy, Gordon, was the person, like, I don't, don't talk to about anybody else that has a job. I, don't talk to me about that. But you can – sometimes you can approach the agent. Right. You can yeah. talk to the agent and say, listen, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're not sure what we're doing right now. You know, we're, we're just thinking, would he be interested if he comes up in that scenario? So I think that's how you could word it to do it that way. But they had already decided that he they, yeah. they're bring their crew back. You know, so so it didn't apply there. And to answer Artie's question, Gordon, because Joe and I were talking about this off air. I would say Rogers, too. But I'm not the Jets GM as far as fixing the offensive line, which is the major problem on this team, has not been able to do it. So I don't, I'm not ready to say Rodgers yet. Well, I would say this. Um, now, I, I'm not saying that the impact for either will be all that monumental, but last year at quarterback, the Jets were atrocious. They mm-hmm. had guys, they had, the, Tim Boyle should not be in the league, and he was starting games. Yes. So, and I think that the Jets will improve the offensive line. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be fixed 100%. Mm-hmm. But even if it's slightly improved with Rodgers back there, he has to make a 
like it, for it to be equal, Brandon Staley would have had to fall coming out of the tunnel every single week to be that bad. I mean, they did win five games. I know they weren't very good. Right. Uh, and their defense was atrocious, so I would figure that that Harbaugh will be able to attract a pretty good staff there. Mm-hmm. I, I would think that the the I don't know that it's going to be overnight there in the same way. I, I think that the Rodgers thing for Jet fans, they better hope it's overnight. It has to be overnight because it, you know, beyond next year, I, I don't know that you can really know for sure coming off the injury that Rodgers is coming off that, and if they don't make the playoffs, that uh, might be everyone out the door. All right, so. But for the Jets, their ceiling, Gordon, their, their room for improvement has got to be, you know, we're looking at them getting three, four more wins mm-hmm. to possibly even make the postseason. I mean, I think Harbaugh is good for at least two or three more wins. They got five with a guy that didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, but see, I don't think he's walking into a ready-made situation. If Rodgers comes back and he's healthy and he's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets make minimal improvements along the offensive line, I think that that is a massive upgrade over Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle and, uh, and uh, Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. So, um, now, again, I'm not telling you – it might be the type of thing where neither one of them is, is bigger, be. but that wasn't the question. Is right, either going to have a major impact? It was just who had the bigger impact. I think mm-hmm. it's Rodgers. It has – if it's not Rodgers next year, well, then the Jets are screwed. Yeah. Yeah, no question. No question. Bobby's in Belmore. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, Emperor Rodgers wouldn't let Vagel come here anyway. He's the reason why they were terrible last year, Rodgers, because he wanted to boil his buddies the back of quarterback. But let me get back. Let me get to uh, Manley. I don't know how the hell Manley's not in. With we, Todd Helton is in. That's number one. Um, num- number two. Excuse me. Um, let me if if Lamar. Before I get to the next, Lamar Jackson said it's going to be a heavyweight fight. He's exactly mm-hmm. right because the Ravens aren't up by at least ten points in a heavyweight fight. If you don't knock out the champ, going if you're not up by ten going to the fourth. In a close decision, I give it to Mahomes because he's going to pull it out. So you got to knock him out. Right? Hopefully, Ravens will do that. Um, now, let me get to the Knicks. Um, I don't think they're going anywhere right now because you look at the other teams. You know, Milwaukee, Boston, the last three NBA Eastern finalists have all improved themselves now. Miami got Rosier, and they're going to have, if they have a healthy Butler in the playoffs like they didn't like they didn't have last year, and they still beat the Knicks. And if Randall doesn't perform well, you just got to worry about because she's been awful the last two postseasons. And you know, Boston got Porzingis and Drew Holiday. And Milwaukee got Lilliard and it got Doc Rivers. I know his coaching history in the playoffs hasn't, done, hasn't really been good since the, since the championship, but he will improve that 22nd ranked defense. So, and so those three teams, I don't think the Knicks have, even with the Toronto trade, I don't think, you know, they need to get a score like Rosier. And I know Rosier's not going to get 23 points like he did with Charlotte. But they need a score like that, which Miami got. And the Knicks still do not have that second score because I don't trust Randall. You can't, based on the previous uh, two previous uh, postseasons. And they could have even beat Butler last year, who wasn't even healthy the last the half of the series. But Randall wasn't healthy either, Bobby. Thanks for the phone call. Randall wasn't healthy in that series either. So that's kind of a wash. And he looked to be, Gordon, as bad as he was against Atlanta, he wasn't that bad in the series last year. He was pretty good against Cleveland. Okay, he and, 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 and quickly and the guys were pretty good against Cleveland. And he was okay in the series against against Miami. So and then, he, you know, with the ankle, he was compromised. So uh, I think they still have a shot. Look, are they going to the – am I sitting here telling you that they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals the way they're constituted? I don't think they are, but I expect them to make some changes before uh, during the trade deadline. And they will bring forth that score. So – 
Bobby, with all due respect, let's wait and see what they do and let's reevaluate it after the trade deadline passes. And Gordon, I mean, for all this talk that we got about Milwaukee, they fired their coach in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, and um, I don't know where the expectation would be that the Knicks are supposed to compete against those teams. Those teams are NBA championship level contenders mm-hmm. and have been on the scene for a few years now. They've had their, I know the, the Bucks brought in uh, Lillard, but mm-hmm. you know, Bucks have won a championship already with Giannis. They're, they're content, they're championship content. The Knicks are not at that level yet. They don't make that leap until they go out and make the, the, the superstar move. If they ever do make the superstar move, then you can maybe judge them on that. Uh, to me, as long as the Knicks are uh, one of the top six, win a playoff series this year, and ha- to me, the expectation is, can they be more competitive in the second round? That's the minimum. Can they, they get, get into a second-round series and be more competitive? If they get out of the second round, it's a bargain. You're, oh, you're man, it's, a, it's more static. progress. Any year you make progress is good. And they're not. And they're not win now. They're not. Right. If, if they don't win this year, it's not like their window of opportunity closes after this year. It's still wide mm-hmm. open. Yeah. They've got they've got a couple of years now, and and what you want you you said it perfectly, Gordon. What you want is to see them elevate and get better year, go deeper into. Now look, last year, injured Randall and and issues, and they gave Miami all they all they could handle. I mean, Gordon, you could argue that Miami didn't belong there. They won the playing game. How did they get to the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> well, they're you know they're you they're know. the they're the Heat. You know that's what um, that's what ends up happening. It's the Heat so. culture, Gordon. Yeah, the, the culture. Yep, absolutely. It's amazing when they don't have the players, though. That culture is it's a it's a little uh, it's a little, a little shaky. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. It's the ESPN New York Super Box Bonanza Five, Gordon, where we're giving away over ten thousand dollars in cash and prizes, and all qualifiers will get a twenty-five dollar Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of ten Super Box prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening mornings to DPH on Rotherberg and afternoons to Bart and Han, and of course the Michael K Show. This year's big payouts are five hundred in the first and third quarters, a thousand dollars at halftime, and the final score payout of two thousand dollars so brought to you by our friends at telemordu iris whiskey and the brand new telemordu honey and security dodge come get some for full contest details go to superboxbonanza.com this is espn new york tonight with larry hardesty and gordon damer on 98.7 espn it's espn new york tonight on 98.7 ESPN, Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damer, welcoming in Herm Edwards, former coach of the New York Jets, former NFL player, former NCAA men's football head coach. Herm, Larry, and Gordon in New York. How are you, sir? I am well. Thanks for having me be a part of your show. I appreciate it. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure for us to have you on. Herm, I'm curious. As you watch the games this past weekend and over the season as a former head coach, all the situations with fourth down and the analytics, this is when you should go for it. This is when you don't go for it. You know, kick it, don't kick it, go for it. How, how has that changed? Is that added pressure on the head coach now? Do you, do you go by the numbers or do you just say, no, I'm going by my gut? Well, I think you, you use information, obviously, but, but I think at the end, um, it's, for me, it was always my gut. Um, because a lot of us, you know, I'm, I'm not playing, um, you know, fantasy football out there where it says go for it and, you know, analytics say go this and do that. That's all good, all, you know, fun and dandy. 
Um, but when it doesn't work and you lose, that's the first thing people ask in the press conference, right? Well, coach, why'd you go for that? No, analytics told me that. So all of a sudden, analytics are telling me what to do. I think it's a it's a way to get information, obviously. But I, but I think at the end, you 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 got to look at what's happening in the game and where you're at and how you feel and what the feeling of the game is for you, you know, and your team. So that's how I always did it. I mean, you have the information, but what are your eyes telling you? Sometimes your eyes tell you yeah. Sometimes your gut tells you yeah. There's other times it says nope, not this time. Herm, before we get into the, the playoff stuff and everything else, I just have to ask you, is there a single day that goes by in your life where at this point someone does not come up to you in the course of the day and say <laughs> you play to win the game? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I said it one time. That's the only time I ever said it. <laughs> I've never I've never repeated it actually. People you didn't ask need to. to. It, you know. No, that, um, it's, say it one time. It's it's done. It's uh it's it's kind of interesting, right? <laughs> It is. It really is. It, it's 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 got a life of its own. Coach. You went viral before <laughs> going viral was a thing. Yeah, and the intention wasn't that at all. Uh, the intention was really to to make people understand when you sign on to do something, it doesn't have to be football. Just in life in general, when you sign on to do something, you don't get to quit mm-hmm. when it's going bad. That's not part of it. You don't get to tap out. You know, my dad was a massive large. And he said, son, when you, when you decide to do something now, you finish the job. And it might not be fun because it might not be the job you like, but you signed on to do it. You finish it. You don't get to tap out. You don't get to quit halfway through and say, I want to start over. No, you just you, you prepare for the, for, for the next day at work, and you try to be successful that day. It's real simple. That's how life is. No question about it. Coach, before we get into this weekend's football, I just wanted to get your thoughts Jim Harbaugh coming back now, coming back mm. to the NFL coaching. Is there an adjustment period that he has to have coming from, you know, college football back to the to the NFL? It's probably easier for him because you don't have to worry about the portal. When players sign contracts, they stay. <laughs> they can't leave. <laughs> you don't have to re-recruit your team about every two weeks. <laughs> it's a lot easier now for pro coaches than it is college coaches. <laughs> every other day you got to worry about a guy coming in your office and saying, hey, coach, I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I think he'll be fine. Uh, coach Harbaugh's been at both levels and, and been an outstanding football coach wherever he's been. I think San Diego's probably a good fit for him. You know, he started out down there at, uh, at uh, down in San Diego before. You know, he's, he he understands that situation. Um, he's got a he's got a talented team. Now, there's there's a couple older guys in that team. They'll probably have to do something there, but um, he's got a quarterback. Obviously, and he can always, wherever he's been, he's always uh, been good with the quarterback, and, and quarterbacks have played well for him. So this is this will be interesting uh, because this team, uh, the Charger team, you know, they, they seem to not live up to their potential every year. You know, they don't, they don't get beat up like the Cowboys do. But when you look at the history of these guys, you know, they, they've been very talented uh, over the years. I mean, I can go back to when I was coaching, even when I was at San Diego State. They were very talented, and even when I was with the Eagles, you know, but for some reason, they just never kind of reached that that potential, right? And they don't get talked about like Dallas at all. But they're a team that every year in this conference that they play in the AFC West, they should challenge the Chiefs. There is no doubt. I mean, you look at their roster. Go down the roster and look at it. 
Coach, uh, I was just want to. Uh, I know uh, Patrick Mahomes came in after you already mm. left Kansas City, uh, but with the, with the way his career has started, uh, nothing but superlatives for for how his career mm. has already gotten underway. You're a guy who was a coach for a long time, was a defensive player for a long time. What do you see when you look at Patrick Mahomes? Well, first of all, he's chasing history, right? I mean, he's chasing Captain America. I mean, that that that's what he's chasing. I mean, that that's his mindset. You know, he, he wants to do what Tom Brady was able to do. Um, and you think about it, I mean, for almost a decade, if you were in the AFC division, New England was going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so a lot of guys for almost 10 years didn't get to go because of him. Well, Patrick Mahomes is kind of doing the same thing, right? I mean, so he understands it, but but he's uh, he's unique in the sense. Um, he makes the surrounding cast better. And I say that due to the fact that this year they struggled a lot with the wide receivers. And he kept throwing it to them. Uh, he knew Kelsey was going to be his guy, and he just kept throwing it to him. And now all of a sudden Rice has appeared, you know, because he, he understands that he needed to do that. So he, he makes – he multiplies your team. He, he makes guys better. And, and that's what great quarterbacks do. And then in big moments, uh, he runs to the spotlight. He don't run to the shade. He runs right to the spotlight. He says, okay, give me the ball. And you know when he has the ball at the end, you say, well, there's a 90% chance we're going to win because he has the last possession. Herm Edwards is our guest. Herm, following up on that, but there's something special about him, but there's something special about those quarterbacks that are able mm-hmm. to do that and able to, even though as a defensive coordinator, you know, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take something away. They always seem to find something. Is that coaching or is that just something that some quarterbacks just have? Well, they just have it. I mean, we watched Joe Montana do that. You look at all the great ones that you consider that went on. You know, we, we, we look at quarterbacks now, how many Super Bowls have they appeared in, how many Super Bowls have they won. It's almost not fair to those four guys. But in, in big moments, I've always said this, you know, quarterbacks, when you have the last possession in the first half, you have the ball, they score. Uh, you know, if, if they open the third quarter up, they generally score. And then in the fourth quarter, within four minutes, and the game's on the line, either they close the game out, they don't let you get the ball back, or they take the ball and they go down the field and they score a touchdown to win. You see it. I mean, you see the guys that do it. You know, look, if, if, if Josh Allen, as good as he played, and I'm a Josh Allen fan, by the way, as good as he played that game, there was a couple drops, a couple missed. But the key was this in that game. He had the ball at the end. If they don't settle for the field goal and he goes down and scores a touchdown, the whole, the, 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 the whole way we look at Josh Allen going forward now would be different. Right? But that wasn't the case. And I still think he's a great quarterback. I'm, I'm not knocking him, but I'm just saying that's the hump he has to get over is when you have that last possession, you're at home, you're playing Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you got to beat him, and you have the ball. You you can't you can't line up for a field goal. No, you got to go score a touchdown and put the game out of reach. We always talk on the show, uh, Larry and I, Herm, that uh, like a team like the Chiefs, you got to kill them dead. You know, you, you got you got to mm-hmm. finish them yeah. off. Um, how do the Ra- what do the Ravens learn from that game as they get ready to face off against the Chiefs this week, especially with their defense? Well, I mean, look, the Ravens right now. I mean, <laughs> that defense. You know, the game they played in that playoff game, really the, the offense only scored three points. I mean, 
really the grand uh, special team touchdown back. They didn't score on the defense. Their defense is outstanding at, at every level. And what, what they bring to the table, especially against the Chiefs, you know, Queen and, 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 and Lokon Smith, along with Hamilton, they can cover Kelsey. So now all of a sudden you got to throw, you know, you got to throw some receivers. Well, they they got some really gifted corners too. So this is a team that they can play some defense now. They're they're they're, they're very 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 good playing defense. But it's bigger than that. It's really Lamar Jackson. Can Lamar Jackson beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? Because here we go again. Lamar Jackson, the history in the playoffs right now, not very good. <laughs> so he knows that. He's going to be the MVP. He's playing Patrick Mahomes at home, and he needs to win this game if he wants to be put in that category of being one of those guys. I think he's fabulous. I think he wins the MVP. But here again, we're talking about who? You've got to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And Lamar's record in the playoffs is not very good right now. Yeah. Herm, what have you noticed from uh, Lamar Jackson this year? It seems as though he's more oh. comfortable with being in the pocket and running when he needs to as opposed to just running. Uh, he's we, he always been able to extend plays. He's always been able to move. But mm-hmm. it just seems he's been more effective. Is it because he's had, uh, you know, a little better help at the receivers? Well, I just think he's really bought into this offense, and Todd Mocking has done a, a fabulous job with him. And he's, you know, Lamar knew this. He knew this was the the noises outside the building. Is Lamar an athlete playing quarterback? And yeah, he can he can run around and make some throws, and he runs the ball very well. He was the second leading rusher. He had a over a hundred. You know, I mean, when you think about his numbers as a rusher during the season, I mean, he rushed with 148 times, and he had over 800 yards rushing. He was the second leading rusher. But now he's built in what you just mentioned. He can sit in the pocket and, 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 throw, and throw the football with accuracy at every level. And, and all of a sudden, that's made him even a more dynamic player. So now he's in the position now where it's, look, I can challenge Patrick Mahomes because I can play from the pocket. And if i got to extend plays and, and play off schedule, I can do that too. He, we know he could do that. And he, he makes players better too. I mean, all of a sudden, this kid likely – uh, when Andrews was hurt, he's become a guy where you're like, who is this guy? Who is this other tight end, right? I mean, Aguilar goes there. And, you know, Aguilar's been a journeyman somewhat. But, you know, he, he's playing well. We know Beckham is a good player. He got, he's got this nifty receiver in flowers, right? So they've got some people on offense. And then what they do very well is they run the football. You know, they, they, they're they a downhill. They're going to run the football at you. So, you know, this is a team that obviously is playing at home. Um, but you're playing, you're playing, you know who. And the big knock on Mr. Mahomes was, well, he never played a game on the road in the playoffs. I started laughing when I heard that mess. I said, are you kidding me? I said, you think he's worried about where he's going? The guy ain't worried about where he's going. <laughs> as, long as, you, as long as you don't get to play with 12, as long as it's 11 on 11, he's fine. We're talking with Herm Edwards, of course, former coach of the Jets and, and the Chiefs as we get ready for conference championship weekend here uh, coming up this weekend. All right, so moving over to the NFC, we're, we're talking about the, the the headliner quarterbacks in the AFC mm. with uh, Lamar and and obviously Patrick Mahomes. Moving over to the NFC, it's a little different uh, between uh, you know Jared Goff, who got traded away from the Rams. Almost it was it, it seemed like um, you know they kind of gave up on him in LA. And then of course you have Brock Purdy. What do you see when you watch these two guys play? Well, obviously um, both of them kind of 
you know, play off what they do offensively, and, and both these teams want to run the football. Um, and, and Jared Goff is, is excellent when you talk about, you know, play action and, and setting up big plays down the field, throwing the ball. You know, they, they try to throw with, with chunks, like for chunks. You know, I mean, he's got a got established tight end and, and Laporta, and he's got Reynolds, the vertical guy for him. He's having about 15 yards of reception, and then they got St. Brown, who is really, really good receiver. You know, it's kind of funny. When you think about Laporta, Brown, um, and, and Gibbs, you know, all three of those guys have 10 touchdowns apiece. And Gibbs has another 52 in receptions. And then you got Montgomery, who has 13 touchdowns. And so this offense is, is really, really good. And on the other side of it, look, we know who those guys are. They got, what, three, three or four pro bowlers over there. Uh, you're hoping Debo's healthy. Um, but McCaffrey, uh, you know, he, he starts the engine for the 49ers. He is the, he is the be-all, best-all. There's no doubt about it. 14 touchdowns. He's got 62 catches for seven touchdowns. I mean, this guy is he's a machine. And then, obviously, you got uh, Kittle. Uh, we talked about Debo. He's healthy. And Ayuk, you know, Ayuk played for me at Arizona State. So, so he, he has become a, a very, very good receiver. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, obviously, you got to talk about San Francisco's defense because they got two of the better linebackers in the league, like Warner and Greenlaw, you know, and then they, they can play. And then Boza and Hargrave, uh, that front is pretty good, although they're not sacking the quarterback. They're not sacking the quarterback a lot. This is going to be interesting because both these teams, when you look at them, they want to set up their offense with the run. And if you're San Francisco, you know, you got to ask yourself, well, wait a minute now, the Green Bay Packers came in here and ran the ball off. And if you're Detroit, you're looking at that going, wait a minute now. Green Bay ran the ball on these guys, right? And, and you know, Purdy, Purdy wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't on, on point. Uh, for some reason, he, it looks like when it's wet, he can't grip the ball. And it's amazing because he played an hour. <laughs> man, come on. How you can't grip the ball, man? You played an hour. That's a, the Iowa's a state I know. I mean, doesn't it get cold up there? <laughs> but, I mean, because he struggled a little bit against um, against Cleveland, too, with that. But the conditions will be good. I mean, I think it'll be a great game. Uh, you know, it boils down to, obviously, in a game like this, um, you know, possessing the ball. And, and it'll probably be not a high-possession game. This game could be like the Rams-Lions game, if you watch that game. It was only an eight-possession game by both opponents. It didn't get into 12 possessions because they go on long, methodical drives, these teams. You know, if they don't hit a big pass, then it's a long 10, 12-play drive. And so that's going to be interesting. And at the end, if you get in the red zone, can you score? You can't kick field goals. you got to score because it's, cause you're, not, you're not getting the ball a bunch unless you turn it over. But if you let these offenses go like the way they want to go, um, it could be long, methodical drives, and then when it gets in the red zone, you're going to have to make some stops. And then if you're offensively, you got to think, i got to score a touchdown. Of these two teams in the NFC Championship, Herm, when you look at the – and you mentioned both defenses, mm-hmm. which one is yeah. the most physical defense? When you talk about San Francisco or Detroit? Yes. Uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The, the Detroit, the, Detroit is physical. They're a physical team. They, they, look. The, the the Ravens the Ravens bullied the 49ers when they beat them. They bullied them. When you watch the game, they flat bullied them. You know, the Ravens have a bully defense. The 49ers 
can can play that way. Detroit is good, but their back end is 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 the problem, right? A little bit of the back end is a little iffy at times, you know, and that and that's where if you're the 49ers, you want to make some hay. They just don't have all the pieces yet. But you talk about a tough physical team. This will be a physical football game now. You know, this is the kind of game that the 49ers like playing and Detroit likes playing. Who's going to blink first? Herm, you had a Jet team that went on the road in uh, 2004 and took down the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Chargers won, I think, 12 games that year, 13 games, and had yeah. uh, you know yeah. a lot of star-studded names. What is the mm-hmm. challenge for a coach going on the road? Is there a challenge? Is it something different than playing at home? It is. It, 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 I always say when you go on the road, you, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in the fact that the energy in the stadium is going to be really, really going. And I've always told our offenses, and we were pretty good at this because we had a heck of a we had a heck of a runner too. We had Curtis Martin, and boy, he could run the ball. We had a good offensive line, and, and we had a great quarterback, Jack Penny. He he was very accurate. And I told our offense, I said, you know how you get the crowd out of games, especially on the road when they got all that excitement. Go on about a 10, 12 play drive. They can't holler that long. The crowds can't they can't holler that long, right? They just can't do it. They run out of gas. They holler for the first three plays, and all of a sudden you convert a third down, then they, they give you some more energy. But the, the time you get to about the third third down that you converted, they're done. And once you score, all of a sudden all the air comes out of the building. What you can't do is this. You can't go three and out. Mm. <laughs> you got a problem, man. You go three and out and punt, oh, boy. Oh, boy. The next, <laughs> the next thing you know after you punt, you're down seven because they're going to score. <laughs> They just got to score. I mean, it's amazing how it works, you know. And then obviously you can't turn the ball over early in games, man. You go on the road. You just, you just can't, you know. You got to have the mentality that how do you take the crowd out of the game? Stay on the field with your offense. Just stay on there. And the crowd eventually gets bored. They go, man, we can, uh, you know, because it's, that's, you know, it's fans. They only got so much energy in them. Herm, last one. Uh, have you watched, have you been checking out your old team over the past couple of seasons, especially this season and what went through with the Jets and all the hype and everything about Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the unfortunate in- injury and situation? Yeah, and, and it's sad because you think if Aaron Rodgers is there, um, you know, and these guys ended up winning seven games. But if you think, you know, Aaron Rodgers, let's just say Aaron Rodgers, okay, he wins, you know, the great quarterbacks win four games for you when they're close. So do the math. <laughs> if he was there. They're seven and ten. Well, he wins four. You win the division. Even the way they play, right? <laughs> they win the division because <laughs> he's going to win four more games for you, right? <laughs> so you win the division. And and I, I think look, they'll be excited about playing next year. There's no doubt about it. Um, they put a lot into this with Aaron Rodgers, and I thought you know after four plays and it and it, it, that you know that what happened to him. I mean, you watch it and. Whether you're a Jet fan or not, you just feel bad for the player. Like, are you kidding me? And and then they struggled for a while. And I thought Coach at the end, he brought them back. Um, and then the defense really hung on there. Uh, you know, the quarterback situation was obviously a revolving door. But if he can get healthy, look, the Bills are the Bills. The Bills are going to be knocking on the door. Miami's a good football team. Uh, the Jets have some things to do. I mean, excuse me, the Patriots have some things to do. Uh, they, they don't have a quarterback in-house. So they got some rebuilding to do. But I think the Jets, they'll be able to compete. 
with with Miami and, and the Bills next year because they'll have a quarterback. And we know their defense is one of the best defenses in the league. So you got a shot. And they got a good running game. They got a heck of a wide receiver. Um, they they got some players. You know, the offensive line, they, they got to sure that up. They got to sure that up. They got to protect this quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. You need to protect him now. You, you can't, you know, that, that's the scary part. They, they, you know, they gave up a lot of hits to the quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be 39 years old. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you're 39, it ain't like when, you, when you're 29. When you're 39 and they hit you, you fall on the ground, man, it hurts. It hurts a lot, <laughs> right? So let's, let's, don't, let's don't get that twisted. <laughs> so they got to protect it. You know, they got to do something with the offensive line on the offseason. And if they can do that, man, these guys would be excited about playing. They could use the Kevin Mawai on that line, Coach. Yeah, they, we we had some guys. Now we, you know, we, we we had a pretty good football team. You know, we 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 weren't we didn't fear going on the road. By the way, that that was never our problem. We we didn't worry about no road. We because you know we had a good runner. Um, we, we we had a quarterback that didn't turn the ball over. Uh, we, we had a pretty good. We had a solid defense. You know, and, and for the most part, you you can play football that way. You know, now you got to understand who you are. We, we understood who we are, where we were, and how we were going to try to play, and that's why we were pretty successful on the road as well. Herm Edwards, thanks for a couple of minutes. Always good chatting with you. You enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you down the line. Thanks again. Thanks, Herm. Thank you much. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. It's Herm Edwards. Oh, I love talking. Well, it was covering the Jets with him, Gordon. was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. He uh, He's a wordsmith. He is probably one of the most – um, passionate speakers and leaders of men as a coach that I had the chance to cover in my years of covering teams and whatnot. Just how he could motivate players and get them. They would run through a wall for him. They Everybody respected him. Everybody was, was you know, they knew what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun talking to him and a lot of fun with some of the players that he had the you know, the ability and, and the pleasure of coaching. It, it was it was a lot of fun covering her. Yeah, and that Charger guy, I mean, that was a year where the Chargers were 12-4, and four, Marty Schottenheimer, and they still had Drew Brees at the time, and mm-hmm. they had Tomlinson and Antonio Gates, and the Jets yep. were going on the road, and they were down early, and they were able to, uh, to pull one of many Charger disappointments, much to the glee of Jet fans. Absolutely, and then the Jets would go in there with uh, Mark Sanchez and send Mm -hmm. Lillian Thompson home again. (laughs) History repeating itself, (laughs) yep, absolutely.